Let's pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our risen Redeemer. Amen. The portion of God's Word that we're going to be focusing on for a few minutes this morning comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 16. Amen, amen, I tell you. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask, and you will receive, so that your joy may be made complete. I've told you these things using figurative language. A time is coming when I will no longer speak to you using figurative language, but I will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day, you will ask in my name. And I am not telling you that I will make requests of the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world. Now I am going to leave the world and go to the Father. Yes, his disciples said, now you are speaking plainly and not using figurative language. Now we know that you know everything and do not need to have anyone ask you anything. For this reason, we believe that you came from God. Jesus answered them, now do you believe? Listen, the time is coming. In fact, it is here when you will be scattered, everyone to his own home. You will leave me all alone. Yet I am not going to be alone because the Father is with me. I have told you these things so that you may have peace in me. In this world you are going to have trouble, but be courageous. I have overcome the world. This is the gospel of our Lord. It's a little longer of a text. I really want you to let those last few words sink in. I have told you these things so that you may have peace in me. In this world, you are going to have trouble, but be courageous. I have overcome the world. Jesus says, I have told you these things. All the stuff that came before this, he told his disciples so that they could have peace in him. They were going to have trouble in this life, but Jesus encourages them to be courageous because he has overcome the world. So what exactly are these things that Jesus had just discussed? Well, I tried to summarize a bunch of them in the children's devotion. Jesus is teaching his disciples about the privilege of prayer. Right? He says, Ask. Ask. It's a command. It's a command to pray. Jesus commands his disciples and us to pray, to pray in his name, understanding that it's only because of Jesus that we can pray at all. But it is because of Jesus that we will be heard, that we will be answered every single time. It's an incredible thing, right? And Jesus makes it very clear that when he says, pray in my name, he, he's not saying, you pray to me and then I take your requests to the Father on your behalf. He, he says as much, right? Verse 27, verse 26 and 27. 
I am not telling you that I will make requests of the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. And that is the key. Do you believe that Jesus came from God? It's a major theme in John's gospel. Do you believe that Jesus came from God? Yes or no? Either he did or he did not. There there can be no middle ground here. Either Jesus came from God to save the world from sin or he did not. If he came from God, he's the Savior we need. If he did not come from God, he's a fraud. This is a major theme in John's gospel. And so what we're going to do for the next few minutes is we're going to page through John's gospel. If you have a copy of of the Bible around, open up to John chapter 1. Not 100% sure how long this will take. We're going to just page through a couple different chapters of John's gospel and see this theme for ourselves. How how there's this question, is Jesus from God, yes or no? We're going to start in John chapter 1, verse 14. The Apostle John testifies, The Word, referring to Jesus, became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Who came from the Father, John is testifying, I believe Jesus came from the Father. And he's setting up the rest of the book, which is going to make the case, yes, Jesus came from the Father, as we ask this question. Now, as we turn, um, we're going to turn to John chapter 3 for another example. This is the famous account where you find John 3.16. But in its context, there's this Pharisee named Nicodemus who comes to Jesus at night under the cover of darkness because he doesn't want the the other Pharisees to know that he's there. And listen to what he says to Jesus in verse 2. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one could perform the miraculous signs you are doing if God were not with him. Nicodemus, a Pharisee, a member of that group of religious leaders who were so often against Jesus during his life, he actually speaks for the Pharisees here. He says, deep down, we know you are from God. No one could do the things you're doing if you weren't. That's an interesting fact. Even Jesus' enemies deep down believed that he was from God. Nicodemus certainly did. A little ways further down as Jesus is talking to Nicodemus in verse 13, he says, No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man, referring to himself. So again, Jesus is making the case, I came from heaven. There's more in chapter 3, verse 31, Jesus refers to himself as the one who comes from above is above all, the one who is from the earth, belongs to the earth. This is John the Baptist speaking, testifying about Jesus, talking about the difference between him in his forerunner role and Jesus himself. The one who comes from heaven is above all. That takes us to John chapter 6, if you want to continue paging through. This is what's often referred to as the bread of life discourse. It it follows the miracle of Jesus feeding the 5,000 with enough food for, for maybe one boy, remember? He uses a little boy's snack and he continues breaking the bread and the fish and there's enough for over 5,000 people. Right after that, Jesus begins to teach uh, about um, himself being the bread of life. 
He's talking to the same group of people that he had just fed um, a little earlier. Chapter 6, verse 32, Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Jesus is saying, if I'm the, the bread, then I'm the one who came down from heaven to give life to the world. Verse 38, he says as much. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. Verse 41, I am the bread that came down from heaven. Over and over, Jesus is stating, I came from God. I came down from heaven. I'm the bread that came from, from heaven. There's more examples towards the end of chapter 6 in verses 42 to 51. Let's move on a little further because there's so much more to see. John chapter 8, verse 14 um, now we have the, the Pharisees challenging him, as you might see in verse 13. Here you are appearing as your own witness. Your testimony is not valid. Jesus answered, even if I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is valid. For I know where I came from and where I am going, but you have no idea where I come from or where I am going. Again, Jesus is making the case. The problem with the Pharisees was that they did not believe where he came from. That's why they rejected him. They rejected the fact that he came from heaven. If you ask that question, do you believe Jesus came from God? Yes or no? The Pharisees, even though Nicodemus admitted deep down they believed he did, they're fighting against it. They're saying, no, we don't believe that you came from God. And Jesus is saying that right there is the problem. Move on to verse 42 in chapter 8. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me, for I came from God, and now am here. I have not come to you on my own, but he sent me. Again, Jesus is making it absolutely clear. I came from the Father. It's the only way I can be the Savior you need. One more section, okay? Thanks for your patience. This is important to, to set this up, to see the importance of this theme in John that Jesus came from God, from the Father, from heaven. Um, this is John chapter 9. I encourage you to read through the whole chapter at some point this week. John chapter 9 is an incredible section where Jesus opens the eyes of a blind man. And the Pharisees want to know, who opened your eyes? And there's this back and forth between the blind man himself and the Pharisees regarding who the man was who opened the guy's eyes and where he came from. Take a listen to this this discourse, um, verses 26 and following. We're in John chapter 9, verses 26 and following. Then they, the Jewish leaders, asked him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? The blind man answered, I have told you already, and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? Then they hurled insults at him and said, You are this fellow's disciple. We are, Mo we are disciples of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses, but as for this fellow, we don't even know where he comes from. The man answered, now that is remarkable. You don't know where he comes from, yet he opened my eyes? We know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to the godly man who does his will. Nobody has ever heard of opening the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. Remarkable. 
The Jewish leaders say, we don't know where he came from. And this blind man calls them out on their hypocrisy. How could I, a man born blind, see right now? How could this Jesus open my eyes if he did not come from God? Remarkable theme. Back to our text for today. What's the reason that Jesus gives to his disciples as to why the Father loves them, as to why they can go directly to the Father in prayer while they live in this world filled with troubles? Again, verse 27, the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. you believe that Jesus came from God? If you've been a Christian for a long time, I imagine you'd be quick to answer that question. Well, yes, of course. Well, does your life demonstrate that belief? Does your life demonstrate belief in the simple truth that Jesus came from heaven? This is a hard thing for us to wrestle with. As Americans, it's, it's the norm. We are encouraged when we go through troubles to just tough it out, to just gut the pain and, and grind through it. Don't whine, don't complain. Don't we teach our children that? Stop whining, stop complaining, just deal with it. Life is hard. This world is difficult. You're going to have challenges. You're going to have to learn to deal with it. You ever said that? You ever thought that? You ever done that? Let me ask you, when, when we as Americans just deal with it, when we just gut the pain, are we going to our Father? Are we going to Him in Jesus' name? telling him how much we're struggling, asking for his help, asking for his guidance, asking for his strength, or are we just relying on ourselves? I have to admit to you, this was very convicting for me. I pray every day. I'm guessing many of you do too. I say my prayers before meals. I pray with my children before bed. I often say prayers on my own for you, for, for study in the Word. But I have to admit that when things get hard, I often rely on that good old American value. Just deal with it. Tough it out, Peter. You can handle it. You're strong. You've got everything you need to, to deal with it, so just deal with it. If I always perfectly believed that Jesus came from God and believed what that meant, that he came to rescue me from sin, that he perfectly approached the Father in prayer every moment of his life, that he perfectly relied on his Father every moment of every day, no matter how hard things got for him, and that he sacrificed himself for me, for you, for the world. If I, if I understood that believing Jesus came from the Father means the Father loves me, and I can ask him anything, anytime, 
wouldn't I go to him all the time? In every trouble? This is the scary thing for all of us Christians. We look back on our life and we see examples of times when we, we have to wonder, was I even a believer at that time? How, how could I have done the things I did? How could I have said the things I said? Yet the evidence seems to prove perhaps we had fallen away at this moment or that. Just look at what happens to Jesus' disciples. They say, ah, we believe, Lord. We believe that you came from the Father. And what does Jesus say? Now do you believe? After you've seen all these miracles that you've been here, you saw the man who was blind, you saw his eyes open, you saw me feed the 5,000, you saw all these miracles, and now, just now, you believe that I'm from God? What does Jesus say? A time is coming. In fact, it is here. When you will be scattered, everyone to his own home, you will leave me all alone. These men who, who like you and I, so often boldly saying, yes, I believe Jesus came from heaven. Jesus says, will you show it with your actions? Will you pray unceasingly, continually, in every trouble? Sadly, the record says, no, we won't. We fail even in this. We fail even in this. How gracious is our God. Jesus came from the Father, even for people like his disciples, who one minute would say, I believe, and the next would abandon him when he needed them most. For people like you and me, who day after day, week after week in worship, confess with our mouth, Lord, I believe, I believe you came from God, I believe you're my Savior, we listen to God's word, but don't do what it says. We don't always perfectly go flying to the Father in prayer. We act as though when I'm whiny, he wouldn't want to hear me. As though I'm dealing with Edith or Julietta or any of my children whom I love so dearly, but when they whine to me, I don't want to listen we act as though God is like us, a sinful father, a flawed father. No. When we are in this world of trouble and we are whiny and complainy and we sound like a little rotten child, we often don't go to the father. As though he doesn't want to hear from us at that particular moment in time. How foolish. Jesus came for sinners like us. He came for people like us who fail time and time again, he proves his grace, his love for us, which is not deserved. When he comes to you and he comes to me, time and time again, we fail him, he never fails us. We don't rely on him. Jesus came from heaven to perfectly rely on his Father every moment of every day, to be perfect where we are imperfect, to succeed where we fail. And then he allowed his perfect, trusting life to be laid down on the cross and his innocent blood to be shed to pay for every single time that you and I have fallen away, for every single time that we have gone our own way, for every single time we've relied on ourselves, 
instead of on our God. Jesus laid down his life to pay for all your sins and mine. He rose from the dead to assure you that those sins are gone. Death is not the end. Jesus has overcome the world. He tells us we are going to have trouble, but to be courageous because he has overcome the world. At the beginning, I I asked you to let the, the last few words of this text sink in. Listen to them again. Jesus says, I have told you these things so that you may have peace in me. In this world, you are going to have trouble, but be courageous. I have overcome the world. So pray. Pray to your God. When you go through trouble, when you are facing challenges, when you are whining inside and outside, go to your Father. Ask Him for anything. Tell Him anything. Because Jesus commands you to. Because Jesus assures you that in his name you will be heard and you will be answered. Be at peace. No longer rely on yourself. Don't don't gut the pain. Don't be a tough American and try to tough it out. Just go to your Father. Lean on him in your moments of weakness. Remember who Jesus is, where he came from, and what he has done for you. Remember that because Jesus came from the Father, you get to pray. Every single day, every single moment of your life, go to your Father when you are in trouble and be at peace. Jesus has overcome the world. In Jesus' name, amen.